the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us. The foundation of genuine salvation is based on our belief in and application of the entire uncompromised Word of God. We must live in it, walk in it, talk in it, aid in it, love in it, stand firm in it, abide in it, and so on. All love, honor, and glory belong to God. We must continuously strive to abide in the Word of God and all that we think, say, and do. This is the true measure of genuine salvation. Listen with Bible, pen, and paper handy as Pastor Rander enlightens us today on how to know if we are genuinely saved. To have a divided allegiance is spiritual adultery because it is an attempt to be loyal to both the world and God at the same time. Beloved, if you desire to be a friend of the world, you just made yourself an enemy of God. Are you listening? If you desire to be a friend of this world system, you have just made yourself an enemy of God, which puts the whole of your spiritual life in danger of God's judgment. B, how do you know when you're in love with the things of this world? You are in love with the things of this world when you habitually spend money on things you do not need. You just see it and you got to have it. You habitually spend money on things you do not need. That means that you are in love with the things of the world. See, an indication that you love the world is when you take more delight in gaining material possessions for your own personal pleasure rather than using what the Lord has blessed you with to invest in the kingdom of God. An indication that you love the world it's when you take more delight in gaining more possession, more stuff for your own personal pleasure rather than using what the Lord has blessed you with to invest in the kingdom of God. Next, you know you are in love with the things of this world when you keep holding on to stuff you no longer use nor need and still can't let it go. Can't use it, don't need it, but can't let it go. Garage, pack, attic, pack, the shed in the backyard, pack, the storage down the street, pack, you paying insurance on it. You, you got the dress that's size two, and you know you're not getting back down there anymore. <laughs> the, the man got the body shirt, you know, where you can showcase the muscles, but you don't have anything to showcase anymore. It's, it's the Lord given. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Let it go. You'll be surprised the stuff my wife and I give away. And we don't give away junk to people. 
Well, we give, we give away things that's of value. We're trying to declutter our home, and, uh, and we are being a blessing to missionaries and pastors and all the things that I, I have. We, 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 we give it away because we know we just can't keep all this stuff. And why should I have my children burdened with this? We're going to die one day. Hopefully, we outlive them. But, and, but if, if we die before them, I don't want the thing. And I sure hope they don't die, I don't die tomorrow because it'd still be kind of bad. <laughs> you know, we still, we, how many of y'all still got some cleaning not to do at your house? Come on, let's just get on it. Come on, come on, let's just get on this. There's a whole lot of stuff we need to let go and let go. And you in Planet Fitness. I'm going to use that. And I'm, I'm going to go to. I'm going to go to Planet Fitness and I'm going to get down in about three more weeks. I can get in that dress I used to wear in 1992. <laughs> you, you know you're in love with the things of this world when you get more excited about talking about things such as politics. You're more excited about talking about sports, food, fun, and fashion. And yet you rarely speak of those things that pertain to the kingdom of God. Friday, we talked to a young man with a restaurant. And so I said, are you a Christian? It was a restaurant in Houston. He said, yes. I said, what church you go to? What's your pastor's name? And he just told him, just a wonderful, cool guy. Uh, with, and just loved talking about the Lord in his church. And then I talked to another uh, waiter uh, later on that day. And, you know, we tried to inject Jesus. Just a brief witness. You can't sit there and give him the full spiritual laws. You, you get them fired. You got to give a quick witness, you know. I said, Jesus Christ is coming back again. Are you ready? He said, I, we, don't, we don't talk religion. I said, okay. I said, but you got to understand, uh, Jesus is not about a religion. Jesus is a person. And you need to come to know him. And so I talked to another guy who was in another restaurant. And he said, well, how many restaurants did y'all go to? <laughs> Well, we got to eat. You know, if any man don't work, he don't eat. I went down there. I had to work, so I needed to eat. I mean, we, I worked hard, very, very hard. Uh, and so it was just a nice young man. He was really cool, too. He had a good disposition. Big. I said, what do you name mean? Kusha Sakmi. I, I don't can't pronounce his name. He said, it means God. I said, God. He had a big smile on it. And I said, I got a question. I said, what God? And he got stuck. He didn't know what to say. He looked at me. I said, I believe you mean the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I believe you mean the God of our Father, the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe you're talking about that God. And he, he just kept smiling, kept talking, and just, and we ate, and he was just a delight to be around. Where is your witness for Christ? Where is your witness? You ought to be excited talking about Christ. Redeeming the time, being a witness, not talking about the latest trends and fashions and politics and the weather. Oh, so many weather talking. You can't do nothing about the weather. <laughs> you see, you know you are in love with this world, the things of this world, when you lose your integrity. When you lose your integrity by lying on resumes, you putting all that stuff down, you know you ain't all that. Lying on resumes, cheating and lying on exams, cheating and lying on taxes, stealing from God by not giving him at least 10% of your income, 
and having ill motives for the sake of personal gain. You know you are in love with the things of this world. How do you know when you love the things of this world? You know you're in love with the things of this world when you come to church to network your personal business interests instead of handing out evangelistic cards to win people to Jesus. Okay, we know you're in this business. We don't need your business card. We need your evangelistic card. You need to be asking folk about Jesus. Okay? It's about Jesus. H, you know you are in love with the things of this world when you can club it out and pour it out on Friday and Saturday night and then are too worn out to come to worship on Sunday morning. You'd be surprised how many folks say they're saved, but boy, they're in some strange places on Saturday night. And they, they, they say they say, but they can't come to church. But they got a lot of energy on Saturday. They give the devil all their time. And then sleep on God. Sleep on God. Boy, the amens didn't come that time. Okay. How do you know when you're in love with the things of this world? When you are in love with the things of this world, you cannot say no to your fleshly cravings. You can't say no to drugs. You can't say no to alcohol. You got to have your tobacco. Some of you got to have your caffeine. Sexual immorality is all in your life. Some of you are addicted to sweets, sodas, fried foods, and you got to have it. Some of you can't go one week without a hamburger. Some of you are addicted to laziness, procrastination on the things of God. Some of you gamble. I was at the gas station the other day, and I just, it tests my patience to no end. They're sitting there trying to figure out what number is the best number. And they do, oh, give me this. No, I don't want this one. Uh, give, me, give me that one. And they, oh, oh, no, no, no. Oh, that one right there. And said, are y'all doing that? I hope not. Oh, I guess you are. No, you're not. Some of you are. You know, I, I preach. I don't know what to say now. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Oh, I was at Ritterman Plaza years and years ago. See, I, you know, the older you get, you get a lot of illustrations because you preach and you see. I see a lot of things. And I remember, I said, Lord, keep my mind. And so... I preached a message. I'm going to do a message again. I'm going to do a revision of it on you shall not gamble. And uh, I preached that message because a lot of folk are deceived and are thinking that gambling is okay. You know, they catch boats and go to the Vegas, Vegas and log, uh, Atlantic City and go on these cruise places and they just walk on, do all this stuff. And I preached that message and this lady came up to me. She said, Pastor, I was so convicted until I believe you were looking in my purse. <laughs> I said, why you say that? I got my lottery ticket in my purse right now. And you know, some folk get mad at me when I preach because they believe that somebody told me and they're mad because I preached the truth and they said, somebody said something, he preached it. I'm not preaching at you. Let me tell y'all something. Right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm going to stop right now. If the truth step on your foot, it's not because somebody told me something about you. The Holy Spirit knows everything. He knows everything. They get mad. Somebody said something. Somebody said something. Listen, 
It's too small minded of me to aim all my bullets at you and miss the entirety of the congregation in building them up to the glory of God. It's too many of y'all here for me to just aim at one person. I'm going to say what God says, then I'm going to be quiet and sit down. You see, Jay, even the church looks worldlier today. Even the church looks worldlier instead of looking more like Christ because too many saints in God's house are drunk on this world system. This is why churches are having more entertainment. Churches are just dancing away. Bingo, hype, and high energy, emotional thrills. High energy, just all over the place. There's an entertainment me atmosphere in many churches today. Uh, Entertainment me syndrome in many churches. Listen to this. You need to write every word of this down. It's a short phrase. An unholy church will never win an unholy world to a holy God. Did y'all get that? It may have gone back past you. I say it again. An unholy church will never win an unholy world to a holy God. That You can take that to the spiritual bank. Let's go back to how do I know if I'm genuinely saved? Doing the will of God gives you the assurance of your salvation. You do God's will and you'll have the assurance of your salvation. First John 2, 17 says, and this world is fading away. It's passing away along with everything that people crave. But anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. Beloved, assurance of salvation comes from doing the will of God. The only sure thing about the world in which we live is that it will one day pass away with all its enticing attractions. Disney World's going to pass away. The strip on Las Vegas is going to pass away. Sea World's going to pass away. Shamu going to pass away. <laughs> and everything else I can't call the Cowboys, the Redskins, the Broncos. The Oklahoma Sooners, the Texans, the A&M Maggies. Oh, yeah, I'm going to pass away. <laughs> you say, why do you say Texas Southern? I'm holding on. <laughs> Texas Southern is going to pass away. You say, you sure got a lot of energy. I enjoy what I do because I'm called to it. If I did, I, I'm called. That's why I do this. I'm called to it. I can't help it. If you want to be miserable, you going to be miserable. I'm coming to God. Yeah, I had death in my family, but I'm not going to be all down and sad. Preaching, preaching energizes me. It encourages me. It builds me. It renews me. It comforts me. It strengthens me. That's why I can preach when my mama died, preach when my daddy died, preach when a great nephew died, and come back to minister to you. I could have stayed there and stayed with the family. I came all the way back here for you. I love you, 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 you. I came back for you. Beloved, assurance of salvation comes from doing the will of God. The only sure thing about this world 
in which we live is that it will one day pass away with all its enticing attractions. Listen to this. Why hold on to something you can't keep? All that jewelry you got and all that stuff that's kind of that's kind of jewelry. <laughs> you know? It's glittering, but it's still kind of. Okay. It's passing away. I love what missionary martyr Jim Elliott said. He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. Ooh, how profound of a statement. The late martyr killed for the testimony of Jesus Christ said, he is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. If many saints held on to the promises of God as tightly as they do the things of this world, they will become mighty men and women of Christ. Those who know and do the will of God will have assurance of salvation. The scripture says in verse 17, but anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. Now, here comes the big one. How can I know the will of God for my life? How many of you want to know the will of God for your life and you don't want to miss it? I mean, you, you know, life is moving too fast. Life is too fast. The world is too evil and the devil is too busy for you not to know the will of God for your life. I don't know God's will. I don't know. Well, let me help you know God's will. I want you to write every word down because I want you to know God's will. I don't want you 80, 90, 100 years old, 50 years old, 40 years old, and you young folk, if you know God's will, now you will have a prosperous life and you won't look back 30 years ago and you get in depression. How can I know God's will for my life? Number one, you cannot know the will of God until you first dethrone self and enthrone God over your life. You cannot know the will of God until you first dethrone self and enthrone God over your life. John 3.30 says, he must increase, but I must decrease. It is impossible to know the will of God if you do not allow Christ to rule over your life. If you don't allow Christ to rule over your life, direct your life, uh, to be sovereign in your life, you will not know the will of God. How do you know the will of God? Surrender to Christ. You have to surrender to Christ. Matthew 16, 24. Matthew 16, 24 says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. One must be willing to deny himself before he can totally surrender their life to Christ and follow him. One must be willing to deny himself before he can totally surrender their life to Christ and follow him. An inability to surrender to Christ will hinder you from knowing the will of God for your life. I don't want to come to church. I don't want to read my Bible. I don't want, I don't know why the leadership of the church want to do it this way. I don't know why it functions like this. Whatever. You have to just surrender and let go and let God and then he will reveal his will. Thirdly, the will of God is revealed through prayer. The will of God is revealed through prayer. Colossians 1 9 says, For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. 
Praying to God, communion with God in prayer reveals the will of God. God guides us into his perfect will through the ministry of prayer, which fills us with the knowledge of his will. If you're not praying, you will not know the will of God. Number four, being filled and led by the Holy Spirit reveals the will of God. Being filled and led by the Holy Spirit reveals the will of God. I'm going to say this now. Thank you, Holy Ghost. You just gave this to me. Is that If you are 55, 60, 65, 70, 75, 80, 85, 90, God still has a marvelous plan for your life. You still have purpose. You still have worth. And as long as you have breath in your body, God has a plan and purpose that he desires to fulfill for your life. Don't say I'm old, I'm going to get a rocking chair and my season is over. You finna die. God don't call you to be in a rocking chair. Oh God, we ask me, well, when you go retire, what's your first of all, show me retirement in the Bible. You say you're going to do this forever? No, I got to die. I'm going to get disabled. Something's going to happen. Amen. So my question, I say, I know, I, I, I know my answer to that. Look how y'all listening. I say, I know my time is up when the Lord releases me. That's right. And when the Lord releases me, all I can do is come up, preach my farewell sermon, or there's my casket, or I'm disabled, or God forbid I have Alzheimer's or something, can't do it. God knows how to release me. Now you got some churches, they release pastors. Matter of fact, they fire pastors. Some churches, they just notch them. One down, again, four years, we gonna get, we got him. Oh, we got him good. He's gone. And you get another one and another one. And sometimes God give you what you ask for. <laughs> and sometimes you do that man wrong, and then he give you somebody that will drag your life all over the floor and could care less about you. You see, look how quiet it got. So I'll be here till the Lord releases me, whether it's tomorrow or 10 years from now. That's God's business. God, the word of God says, be thou faithful unto death, and I will give you a crown of life. Number five, the will of God is revealed to those who delight themselves in the Lord. The will of God is revealed to those who what? Delight themselves in the Lord. Now, this is a big one. You say that on every point. Well, every point is based on scripture. The will of God is revealed to those who delight themselves in the Lord. Psalms 37, 4. Psalms 37, 4 says, delight yourself also in the Lord. Underline delight. And he will give you the desires of your heart. At any age, you can be 5, 10, 15, 90. Okay? Psalm 37, 23 also says, the steps of a good man or a good woman are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Now, I got to tell you something. You want to know God's will? I'm going to tell you how you can know God's will. Please let me tell you. For heaven's sake, let me tell you. Beloved, do not expect God to reveal his will to you if you are not rejoicing in the God of your salvation. You say, I want to know God's will. You come in here, you can't sing. I don't feel nothing. His message too long. How much longer he gonna be in first John? 
Why does vacation Bible school have to be six to nine o'clock at night? Well, when you were young, you were just putting your shoes on at 10. Now you, you done got old. And to see all those folks out here at vacation Bible school, it was staggering. And hearing the reports of all the, the largest picnic in the history of this church was staggering. To see all these folks here in the pandemic, it's staggering. You know why you're here? You mean business for God and no pandemic is going to stop you from worshiping God. You delight in God. You love God. You serve him in the best of times and the worst of times. I mean, it's a sheer delight to give him my tithes and offerings. It's a sheer delight to serve as an usher. It's a sheer delight to get on that keyboard. It's a sheer delight to, to, to get on that guitar. It's a sheer delight to minister to the children and the youth and on and on and on it goes. I, I, I can't wait to come. I can't wait to preach. I can't wait to do what God is calling me to do. I can't wait to pray with people, to serve people, to give people the best of what God has given me. I'm so excited to be in the Lord's house to meet with God's people on the Lord's day to the glory of God. And when you have that kind of attitude, God will, God will bless you. God will put you right in his will and he will bless your socks off. Now, why should God clarify his will for you? Your lips poked out. You mad. You won't speak. You come in late. Leave her. The attitude. Chip on the shoulder. And say, Lord, I don't know your will. He said, you don't know it because your attitude is not right. You have to delight yourself in the Lord. Do what I say, and I will clarify your will. And you know what? You know what? You know what God will do? Listen at this. When God wants to bless you, nobody can stop the blessing that God has for you. <laughs> As committed children of the only true and living God, we walk by faith and not by sight. Life on earth is not easy. Yet, even in the midst of trials and tribulations, we have joy, hope, peace, strength, and God's blessed assurance as we face trials. Best yet, we look forward to hearing our Savior say, Well done, now good and faithful servant, and eternal life with our Lord and Savior. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas or call us at 210-821-5683. If you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the radio broadcast support fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.